Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word. Uh, we give you thanks. You are present with us. God, guide us that we may hear you through both through your word and in our hearts. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good afternoon, friends, um, and welcome <laughs> we uh, to another uh, poorly scheduled um, edition of Scripture Talk, uh, the podcast where we do the thing we talk about, whether we do it at the time you think we should. Um, this is where we will talk about Scripture. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me, as ever, is Sister Brandy Dudley, Pastor Scott Ketchup, and on the ones and twos, Stacy Tyler. Um, yeah, I have, I'm at a pastor's conference, um, tomorrow in a retreat. They're always in a retreat center. Um, <laughs> and so I'll be in a retreat center in the woods. Um, and so I can't, I, it was not, it was too risky to do the show. Um, yeah, bring, cause I could like bring my production. I brought a new production laptop. I could bring my production laptop. I can bring a microphone. We could do this on zoom. Um, and then I sit down and I have 0.15 megabits per second or whatever. And it just wouldn't work. Um, so that's why we're doing it this afternoon. For you watching after the fact, this may not matter to you at all, but it is actually like Sunday at 4.40 um, rather than Monday at 6 p.m. Um, people are going to watch this and go, why isn't it dark behind? I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only like, you know, it's so lately we've been doing the, the dusk, the dawn into dusk, like cool, the light fades throughout the show. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, our uh, scripture, uh, which is for some of us, our second scripture of the day, um, our scripture to Today is a Jeremiah chapter 17, uh, verses 5 through 10, um, a really beautiful piece of, uh, of, po- of prophetic poetry. Thus says the Lord, cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert. They shall, they shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in the uninhabited salt lands. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall it shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to their fruit of their doings. So you can tell this one is derived from a desert culture, right? Like this is people who live. These are not because what is this like? What are the dry places of Palestine? Right? This is, you know, you know, I I'm I'm from Houston. I'm from a swamp covered in concrete, right? Uh, you know, you do not have to worry about your plants getting enough water most of the time in Houston. It's can I keep the water out of my house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe and I compare uh, notes on this uh type of conversation you know she grew up in the el paso paso. area i grew up in biloxi mississippi where you're almost born with gills like in houston humid waters everywhere and so this yeah this is a this is a desert people this is a a, you know a desert poem um trying to create the analogy of uh what it is to be renewed by the lord in houston would be about the water staying out of your house right (laughs) you know the houston version of this is mere mortals you know who do not trust in the lord their house floods um you know the uh those who trust in the lord their house stays dry um so again like (laughs) i I, this is beautiful but i i you know it is also clearly written 
for a desert people because a desert people in particular will understand like there are you know um there's a lot of dry and not a lot of wet um and so in a place where there is a lot of dry and not a lot of wet it becomes a really good way of thinking about like hey if you trust the lord you're going to be like the rare plant that makes it unlike the vast bulk of plants that end up pulling you know their resources from the wrong places and not making it. Um, it also frames, I think, over and over again, the, like, failure of self-reliance, right? Like, do not rely on yourself. You are unreliable. You are an unreliable narrator. <laughs> rely on God. I'm not saying, like, you know, be super dependent on other people all the time, although part of how we rely on God is sometimes being reliant on other people. But this is certainly like, look, y'all, um, you, uh, your heart is devious, right? The heart is devious above all else, right? Like, if you are just letting this be on you, it is not going to go well for you. So why don't you rely on that which is always reliable, which is the wisdom and support of God? It's that frog principle. Fully rely rely on God. God. Yes. And and it's exactly what we need to do. When we look at, uh, I go back to today's scripture because it's what's freshest in my mind. Sure, yeah. Where uh, Paul is firmly aware and humbled by his frailty and not being worthy of his calling. Yeah. And the reality of it is that Every aspect of our life, uh, we're, there's so many ways we're not worthy of God's calling. We are unable to live up to the expectations of people around us. Uh, uh, in, in many ways, uh, we cannot achieve the things on our own that we hope to achieve. We're, we're far from being perfect. However, but God, yeah. with his strength, his infinite yep. wisdom, his mercy, if we rely on him instead of ourselves, there's a reason it says there are all, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Now, it's kind of we can endure all things. We can get yeah, to yeah, all yeah, things. Yeah. But it necessarily, I'm going to get on top of the building and just start, I believe I can fly. I believe yeah. I can fly. <laughs> R. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, Turns yeah, out is a problem. Yes, yeah. he is. Uh, and, and so many people take that so that you can do absolutely anything you set your mind to it. But And then that's the problem. Right. It's what we set our mind to it. When we are following with relying on him, that sometimes means setting our mind on the things he wants as opposed to what we want. And when that's set yeah. correctly, then we have that beautiful oasis in the desert of whether it's our soul, whether it's literally in El Paso or wherever that they don't have water, but that's what it is. Especially when you think of the fact of how often scripture refers to Jesus as being living water. Which is a really, again, think about, these are all analogies, right? Um, And that analogy, again, rooted in that that desert people of for them, living water is a real, like it's, it's, it works for us too, but I think for us in modern times, analogies like bread of life probably hits harder than living yeah. water because, you know, certainly, although I guess this time last year, we were all, none of us had water because it was an ice storm, <laughs> um, but generally like not having enough water in our community is not the issue. This is also where we, we, but we start to butt up against the limits of free will again, Yeah, um, which is a really common theme on our show because it's a really common theme in scripture if you like scratch beneath the surface, right? You can attempt to do anything you want, but but if you are repeatedly trying the same things over and over again and you think like, mm. oh, this is clearly what God wants me to do and it's not working out, 
It <laughs> could be, and so this is where discernment matters, right? Like, it could be that you're just, you know, facing an extreme challenge and you're pushing that boulder up the hill and God's going to be with you and it's just going to take a while for the dam to break, right? For you to crest that hill. Or do you have a discernment challenge and you are not listening right and what you are actually are is wandering in the desert of your own mind and heart um, and not actually relying on God. Um, This leans back to Proverbs chapter 3. Verses five and six about trusting the Lord with all your heart. Yep. And lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. Because our understanding is most of the time it's stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we can't mm-hmm. think the way that God thinks because we don't allow him to enter in our mind to help us think. And we actually just go into things without letting him begin the forefront. And we mess things up. We mess things up. But this becomes that like so a really tough task set to you by God and not answering your calling can look the same way. Mm-hmm. Those two things can look incredibly similar, right? Um, difficult challenge, you know, you feel daunted by it, right? And that's where, you know, if it is your calling, that's where scriptures like, you know, Philippians um, yeah. comes into that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Heck yeah, you can, uh, when it's what God needs you to do. But maybe why you're having a really hard time with this is because you're not listening to God at all. You just want to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are like, oh, I'm having a really hard time with this. What am I supposed to do? Well, this goes back to, do you know this is what God wants you to do? Because if it's what you, what, because if you know, as Paul did, right? If you know it's what God wants you to do, then what I'm going to say is persevere, right? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Find strength in the Lord to carry on, blah, 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 right? Um, but if it is not what God wants you to do, and you merely think it is because you have not done the discernment work, then my answer is maybe it's not what God wants you to do, and you should stop. Let me propose a question real quick. Um, Mark Hall from Casting Crowns said one time I went to a concert of theirs and he said in his sermon that the hardest thing for a Christian to do is to trust God. Sure. Why? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is that? I think some of it is because we are, you know, naturally like vain. Um, and think we can make it on our own, right? We have that, like, yeah, and I think that shows up here in the scripture, right? Like, yeah. we have this sense, now nah, I can do it on my own. I got this. And no, you don't. Um, I think that is also, like, deeply embedded in Western culture. As much as we want to talk about how Christian Western culture is and certainly has its roots in Christianity, one of the places where we've wandered the most from Christian faith um, beyond personal morality is this idea of, oh, I can just do this. I don't need help. That help inherently is bad that it is negative because i need help it is negative if you are consistently and always a drain on your community and never putting something back into the community but it is not a negative to rely on god in fact it's a requirement to rely on god you know uh sitting here listening i was thinking about a conversation i had a little bit earlier today uh, um was uh, riding with a friend, we we stopped there to uh, grab some uh, water bottles, and um, it just made me think of something, and it didn't make sense why I thought about it. It kind of does now. So, uh, growing up, growing up in Bluxy, Mississippi, uh, I remember when I got old enough to go visit uh, other friends and like spend the night at their house yeah, yeah. and all that. And I was like, "Why is your water so weird?" And they're like, what do you mean weird? I'm like, it smells like rotten eggs. There's a lot of places in Biloxi that has, in 
some of those areas that have high sulfur mm-hmm. content. Um, now, if you're on base housing or whatever, they didn't have that. They had their own. But I didn't live on base housing. And, then, and of course, my friends were like, oh, everybody's water is like that. Yours is the same way. No, no, it's not. I would know, I would know if it was. I, yeah. I would, why do you think I'm shocked that your water tastes and smells weird? And they're like, oh, what are you t-? So anyway, well, I get home. and Because uh, I lived in city limits. So why? They, and But it didn't dawn on me because, you know, Dad was like, well, you know, we got a pump house. Okay, what does that mean? Well, I had taken for granted that we had uh-huh. our own well yeah. and a pump that I didn't realize was different than city water. Yeah. But what that meant was someone had taken time to dig yeah. down and get to the fresh water. Yeah. And those who didn't have that fresh water took what they were accustomed to as being normal. Right. And that's whatever. Well, Which in this case is this, sulfurous water. <laughs> yeah, it's sulfurous water. Well, in this scripture, the reason there's an oasis and in how that applies to our daily lives yeah. is we have to dig into scripture yeah. to build those wells, spend that time in his presence and praise yeah. and worship. Praise, build, worship, study. Yeah, 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 yeah. To build those wells of living water in our life so that there is an oasis when we're in the desert, so this place. is where you, this is how you build your trust right. up in God. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. so yeah, so welcome back to John Wesley's core thesis, right? Like, <laughs> welcome back to it. Welcome to it. Welcome to the Methodist Church. Y'all already know, right? Like this. So this is one of those where, uh, like, a common theme in the questions of Christians, like, why do I never feel God in my life? Well, how? Thanks, Dylan. (laughs) Thank you, Dylan. Um, What are you doing to connect with God, right? I'm feeling dry and parched. Are you intentionally seeking God? And part of why we intentionally seek God is, you know, kind of what we're talking about here, that we can can feel that renewing, but also so that we can know what God's will is. Yeah. Right? It is really hard um, to know what someone wants if you don't know them, right? I always think about um, how much fun I have. And I, I, everything goes back to performing for me because it's apparently my life obsession. Um, but I love um, a crew that's been together for a really long time and you just know how things are going to work, right? You just know the, you know, I, I, you know, you just, you know the flow of the service, you know, you know, if someone messes up, someone else can pick it up because you've got to know each other. You know how each other works. Well, if you haven't gotten to know God, you're not necessarily going to know how God works. You're not necessarily going to know how God talks to you. You're not necessarily going to know what what those feelings in you, in the world, are when God is speaking. Because it's sometimes it is, as it's often portrayed in Scripture, which is a voice, but the people who write down scripture are the people who hear from God that way, right? The, the prophets are literally like, they are not, the prophets are not, are often not wondering what God has to say. They are often wondering, do I want to relate this and read Jonah, right? Like the prophet <laughs> story is not a lot of our story, right? Because a lot of people really wonder, um, where is God speaking? Is God speaking? How do I know when God is speaking? How do I know when this is not, you know, the deviousness of my own heart, but God, you know, pushing my mind and heart together? And a lot of that goes back to, you know, welcome to John Wesley is, yo, get to know God. Have you thought about this as a relationship? And if some people treated their marriage as the same way they treat the relationship with God, they would have been divorced a long time ago, 
But I think people are looking for God to speak like in a surround sound Dolby uh, theater uh-huh. sound booming voice, and that's not the not case. Always, always, you know. yeah, so, like that. Go and do blah blah blah. Yeah, right. That's it would be easier if he did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Far easier. That's what do you got, Stacy? So to me, uh, to kind of on Brandy's question, I think we take it a little more personal uh, when we when we are Christians and things don't happen exactly. You know, we're sitting around going, okay, God, um, I asked for this. Um, why didn't this happen? And we, we, I think we take it a little more personal versus non-Christians who, like, in the first place are just not. Yeah, but, I mean, God is, anything anyway. God is still not Santa Claus, right? Right. Like th- and this, first, I know if you just read this passage in isolation, that ending bit Sounds like Santa, right? The, la- the, the tag on this one, um, I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give uh, to all according to their ways, according to the fruits of their doings. That does sound, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows you when you're awake, he knows you even better good for me, so be good for goodness sake. God does not show up in the service going, did you rub my lamp? Right. Did you wake uh, me oh, up? Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Right, and so this is where never have had a friend like me. Yeah, this is where maybe don't just read one scripture, read all of scripture, right? Because you have to pair this with Job. Wait, we have to take this in context. I know, not just in context. You have to read the like more than one scripture. Yeah, like you can't just read Jeremiah because if you just read Jeremiah, you will know that God gives you good when good and bad when bad, and God knows the plans for you, saith the Lord, and a lot of other things, and. But then you still got to read the end of Job. You still need to read where Job goes like, "Hey, I've like I've done the I've done the now Job written before Jeremiah. Don't worry about this." But like you think about Job, we're at the end of at the end of Job, and Job rightly goes, "Yo God, where have I done anything wrong?" And God goes, "You haven't." And Job goes, "So what the heck?" And God says, "You God? You you God? You no, you got me God." Oh, me, God. Mm. <laughs> right? And, and basically, you know, God's answer to Job is not is an answer. It's not a particularly satisfying one all the time. It is, I'm God and my wisdom is far greater than yours. That's right. Right? And so, generally speaking, yes, God is going to reward our fruits. Now, for us as Christians, some of that is one glad warning when this life is o'er. Um, and sometimes it's here in this life. Um, sometimes it is when you fly away, oh glory, in when you morning. fly away. In the morning. Uh, and so, uh, someone recently pointed out to me um, that as much as I hate that song, it certainly comes up way more. <laughs> that, like, my hatred of that song has now become enough of a joke that we talk about that song, like, three times a month, which is really funny, because um, I really don't like that song. Um, but, like, I, you can't... Yes, generally speaking, um, God is going to reward when we do well. Um, and punish when we do wrong. But what that looks like and when that happens is still about them, is still somewhat always going to be about the mystery of God. Right. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's the same. I'm sorry, Scott. I don't go, ahead. No, no, go, ahead, sorry. go ahead. So it's kind of like, uh, for example, if uh, Scott took uh, you know, Judah to this, uh, he did something right and uh, he was supposed to be rewarded for it. Well, Scott's not automatically going to jump up and go, okay, let's go to Walmart right now and get your reward. You know, sure. it, it might be 
a day or two down the road. Well, and the, and the reward, and the reward might, might, might not look be different. exactly yeah. what Judah is wanting. We walk into Walmart, right. and Judah wants the most expensive thing there. Not owning the cattle on a thousand hills, he <laughs> ain't gonna yeah. get it from right. me. Uh-huh. But um, I was also thinking of. Uh, help me, Brandy. I can't remember what it is. So there's a healing that Jesus did where he's brought, and the people ask him about the blind person. Is this man's blindness the result of his parents' sin? His sinner's Or his own sin? sin. Yeah. Yeah. To which Jesus went, neither, but for God to be glorified. And sometimes things happen, yes, you know, because we are dumb and make poor choices that have consequences, but also we're in a fallen world. And some things are just there because it's an opportunity right. uh-huh. for and, God's and, glory. And, and, all go. of, and all of that is mysterious. And all of that is it's just going to be a mystery. Yeah. Right? Um, that if we... And that is the, it's the message of scriptures like Job, right? It is why I preach on Job probably every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Job comes up because it is it is one of... The more important, uh, especially if you don't get lost in all, all the friends, Job. God <laughs> yeah. love him. So-called friends. So his so-called friends, especially if you, especially if you read like chapter thirty-eight. Um, read Job uh, one. Like I guess we did this back in the yeah, fall. We right? did. Literally, uh-huh, we did. Want to know my thoughts on how you died. do Job? Yeah. You do Job one and you do Job thirty-eight. Back yeah. and you get the point. Uh, Job is beautiful Hebrew poetry Job, and. A, and, and, and the he- grand Hebrew epic, but like the friends argument, man, Thanks. you understand where the midrash comes from. Um, jo- anyways, Job has become my favorite person in the Bible. Job, yeah, he's great um, because Job and, and Job, right, why it keeps coming up is it relates here, right? Because this is about like God is going to be that fount of everwelling, uh, an everwelling spring, and God in that story, God is for Job, yeah, right. Um, not just because Job gets restored, but because Job has this relationship with God and that help, his closeness to God helps him persevere and in, then in turn not curse God. Job shows amazing strength mm-hmm. in the midst of that. And so God is, is an everwelling spring for Job, an, o, an oasis for Job. Now, he gets mad at God. And, that, and as we've talked about when we hit Job, like that's in bounds too, right? This doesn't say never get mad at God. This all, this says what all of them say, which is hold on to that relationship and let God's strength help you through the hard times in that relationship so you can get back to the good times in that relationship. But, and, and you know, God knew Job. I mean, he was like, that's why when the, the thing came up with him and the devil, God was like, yeah. Let me, let me get my starting quarterback over here. Yeah, I mean, that is, sure. And, and like, you know, Satan, you know, the adversary opens that up, right? Like, what have you considered Job? And God's like, yeah, I've considered Job. I consider Job reliable. And Satan goes, yeah. you sure about that? And God says, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From, right. the, from the get-go, God knew Job's yeah. heart. Right. right. So that was going to be a no-brainer when it came to the end. So God knew that, you know, Job fits this passage. Job is blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. Right? This has bad times implied. Right? This, Job fits well in this. This implies there will be, as the 23rd Psalm does, if you pay attention. Um, yeah. It implies bad times. That God is the source of our strength in all times. 
Anyways, this is probably as good a place as any uh, to bring <laughs> this show in for a landing. Thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, for this slightly out of order episode. Um, I, I, you know, I was going to be trapped in the woods for four days. Um, they, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to go on this retreat. And I'm like, does this mean I'm going to be trapped in the woods without the internet? Because this does not sound like my version of a retreat. Oh, no. Anyways. Cabin in the woods. And, uh, you know. With an owl sitting next to you. Uh-huh. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, I'm going to stare at the cinder block wall of a... Uh, of a, make, make sure you take your new toy there behind. Yeah, you. I am taking. I am going to take my production laptop. Um, I have some work to do. Um, I, this one runs games. Downloaded Hitman Three onto it. It's going to be great. Nice. Um, I was actually talking about the Coleco thing. Right oh yeah, no, th- I don't have a power thing for that. Um, although that would match the tech. <laughs> <This many things. laughs> I bet there is one of those hiding somewhere. Um, most re- so look for those of y'all who don't know. Most Christian retreat centers are just cinder block buildings in the woods. Lakeview is a little nicer than that, uh, but this one I'm going to is not Lakeview. Anyway, uh, we will be back next week, Monday um, at uh, Monday on Valentine's Day, actually um, Valentine's Day at six p.m. Um, uh, for a romantic. No, for we're just gonna do we're just gonna do Song of Solomon. No, we should have. You know, I I didn't even think we were. We should have planned that. That would have. I should have planned this. Oh, so fun and awkward. Fun and awkward. Yeah. Fifty I'll, shades of Solomon. I'll find the just the. <laughs> you can do a lot with that one. Anyway. We'll be back next week, uh, 6 p.m. on Monday. If you have feedback uh, for us, you can post a comment on Facebook, uh, post a comment on our YouTube channel, uh, email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on our website, uh, Facebook, uh, excuse me, uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos. We're looking for an audio-only version of the show because... You are. Um, just search uh, Scripture <laughs> Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And don't forget to join us live most Mondays, uh, except sometimes Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, or Sundays. Just as um, long as that's not with Joe Rogan. Yeah, no. I, I would not like to get blocked from Spotify, kicked out of Spotify, and cause Neil Young to leave the platform. Oh. Um, yeah. Also, fear not. Stay well. God is with us. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, for God's sake, turn off the stream. Turn off the stream.